All right, what it do, kings and queens, and welcome to another edition of Talk Back to Me podcast. I'm your host, Exclusive Stories. And before we get started in today's topic, I want to introduce the new ones to the team. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead and introduce yourself. I'm going to start off with you. Uh, Ashley Roberts, Ash from the H. Y'all know, here to represent Houston and many more things. All okay, right. Okay, all right. And Ajane, of course, they don't call me Nene. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> finally picked my little handle, Queen Sage. So that's what we're going to go by. But yeah, represent the H as well. I'm glad to be here. All right. And most definitely got to introduce my brother from another mother. What you got for us coming up today? Same shit, new toilet paper. <laughs> if you can find I'm it. I'm about to say they ain't ran out. Y'all know. So y'all know what we're going to do. We always do have a little fun, talk a little noise, pick on the newies. The newies. <laughs> Mm. No, I'm just messing with him, man. We're going to have some fun today, man. Do what we do. Talk back to me. Let's make it happen. And I do not want to continue before I introduce guest co-host Lauren Hill. She is a therapist, y'all. So she's about to be dropping some gems right here. (laughs) Knowledge. How y'all doing? I'm Lauren Hall. Um, I'm representing New Orleans all the way. So I'm excited to be a part of this and have the discussion. All right, let's get right into it. And topic of the day is going to be real heartfelt, so make sure y'all pay attention. Mind over matter. This Mm -hmm. is going to be a segment on mental health. Make sure y'all pay attention. I'm going to start off with Ticket, as I always do. What's your topic on this one? What's your take, mental health? Oh, man, be aware. Uh, To me, I mean, I work in the field 24-7 every day, so it's just a lot of people that's not aware. You know what I mean? A lot of people are afraid to be, you know, they know something is wrong there. But they're afraid to get checked out. They're afraid to go look into it. But there's nothing wrong with knowing. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with knowing. It doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It just means that you're aware. And now you're keeping yourself at bay. Because a lot of times, to me, people that know but don't want to know, they have a lot of like um, acting out spells or like a lot of spells that they can't even explain. Hmm. Working at the Pelshire from times before, you'll see somebody act out and the next day it'll be a totally different person. Not even the next day. Like next five, ten minutes, they'll be a totally different person. So, I mean, it's just to me, just being aware, you know what I mean? Knowing what's going on and it doesn't make you crazy, as people like to say, just because you're aware and you know what's going on with you. But it's better to know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Get to know and figure it out for yourself. Research it, you know what I mean? Look deep into detail into it and figure out ways of channeling whatever it is that's going on with you. Mm-hmm. That's deep right there. That's real. Mm-hmm. Nene, what about you? I think... Um just don't be scared to go find a provider, ask the questions. I think if you feel like it's something going on, I think we get scared of just asking questions like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling this, you know, what is that? Is it this? So just don't be scared to kind of put yourself out there, go find a provider. I was researching some stuff on mental health and like we're like African-Americans are like 10 percent more like likely to have like issues going on. So we don't really just... Um, You know, we just kind of scared of the stigmas and, you know, we think like having a spiritual life and family is supposed to just hold us together when like you need another component. Um, You can they say that it's best to lean on that for like recovering from that, like lean on your spiritual side, lean on your family, but go figure out what's really going on with you and make that a part of your treatment as well. So that's what I suggest for sure. Mm, Okay, Mm -hmm. get educated. That's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. Ash, what about you? I gotta agree education is key with everything um you can't be afraid to look it up like you said uh and also i feel like a lot of people are afraid of medical intervention as well when it comes to it no one wants to take the pills or they hear about all the side effects when that in reality that's 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 what's gonna help you the most yep. you, you gotta do what you gotta do for yourself it doesn't matter what your family's gonna think you can't be afraid of what others are gonna say about you 
You just have to get the help that you need so you can be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. You said that right though. There's a lot of people that do be afraid of what others are saying. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let me ask you a question since we have a therapist in the building. <laughs> Go ahead and jog your head for a little bit. So why is that? Why is it that some people are afraid to ask and get that help that they need? Um, well, I will say specifically in the African-American um, community, um, it's that mentality of being strong, right? Mm-hmm. We are a community that is rooted, uh, rooted in perseverance and resilience. And mm-hmm. so the mindset of being strong, being strong has taught me not to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Not to uh-huh. appear weak, right? And yes. so if that mm-hmm. if that is my mindset, that will kind of carry me and hinder me when it comes to identifying mental health issues because there is shame, right? There is shame. Um, There is the stigma of just praying about it, right? That we can pray things away. Um, And we, we rely on faith and spirituality. But as to your point, it is helpful in the recovery process, but it should not be your only option. Right. Right. So, um, just to go back to your question, it's just our mentality about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of shame and, and it's a lot of mis, um, miscommunication or a lack of understanding of what mental health is, right? What the symptoms are, because we may think depression is just, oh, I'm having a blues or mm-hmm. I'm just down, right? Yeah. I can smile, but still be depressed. Right? Yep. So um, I, th- I would say that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we don't want to be judged anymore, right? Why would I add on another stigmatized identity, right? Mm-hmm. I'm already black. I'm already a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm already maybe gay, straight, mm-hmm. or homeless, or a single mom. Why would I want to add that I'm that I have anxiety or bipolar? Yeah. Right. So it's it's a lot of stigma and it's it's really come down to that mindset. Mm-hmm. That wow. is deep right what about there. You, Paul, what you think, bro? Man, y'all know I always go at a different angle every week. So I'm gonna <laughs> go at a different angle with mine. Um I remember growing up, not my parents, but people around me. Um, they always used to say ain't nothing wrong with you boy you know mm-hmm. just go go put some ice on it we talked about that on one of our episodes before that boy crazy um, don't pay him no mind don't pay him no mind he just crazy little yeah. Bobo just crazy that's what he do in reality maybe he actually needed that attention or maybe mm-hmm. she actually needed that medical attention to actually mm-hmm. move forward with their life um, I was talking about it last week as well as how we wear masks um, so I'm going to ask everybody, why do you feel that mask of being worn when it comes to trying to get that uh, medical attention and that physical help that's needed? Let's start off with you. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, man, I, like and what Lauren was saying and what everybody else touched on, people don't like to be ashamed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? People don't like to, they don't like for anybody to look at them a certain type of way. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you really, I was actually riding here thinking about that. I was like, you know, people build up characters and personas. But if you're a real one, you don't have to because you're already a character and a persona within yourself. You know what I mean? If you really are. But a lot of it is lack of knowledge and awareness, too, because with the job that I work now, like I say, being a counselor for mental health. It's I don't want to say it in the wrong way, but a lot of the parents should have been diagnosed. Hmm. You know what I mean? If we dig even deeper, a lot of the grandparents should have been diagnosed. It's, it's been going on for a long time. Like you say, mm-hmm. I ain't nothing wrong with them. They yep. just, you know what I mean? But they not going to check. Yeah. I'm not going to get you checked. And then when my daughter come or my son come, I'm not going down there to get them checked so somebody can say, I got a crazy baby. You know what I mean? Right. When in all actuality, mm-hmm. your baby is acting out in school, is acting out here, there, wherever. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this, you know what I'm saying, that they might be diagnosed with. And it's okay 
to give them medication to help them so they can like <laughs> succeed within a natural environment rather than failing in a natural environment because of a stigma of you not wanting to be talked about. You know what's what I mean? The, what's so, the uh, what? black household's mm -hmm. favorite thing to say? My nerves bad. My, my mm -hmm. nerves bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I kind of want to come at it from a different angle and I was reading like what about the mistrust we have with like the medical community? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. like I get that side of That's go true. take your baby to the doctor. Yeah, and I, I'm not a mother yet, but yeah, I probably would want to know if she keep acting out. Like I probably would want to ask yeah. a doctor. You know, mm -hmm. is this something to this, or is this this just like growing pains for her? Like what's really going on? But mm -hmm. then what if I don't trust? You know, they so quick to label your child as ADHD right. or I give them that. some pills. Or quick. I watched a lot of documentaries of just like pumping up kids with medication and so mm -hmm. it's like where is that it's a fine line between do i go to the doctor and trust and most let's be real the most of the time the doctor is going to be a white male and he's yep. seeing your child as a as a black brown kid mm -hmm. is he going to be sympathetic to like is he going to try to know the child get to know the child let me see if this is is this something natural we can do um, or do, am I just going to label her off as write her off as something, go get that medication and pump her up with medication. So I think it's that other thing of mistrust from the medical side of things. Um, and most of the time we can't relate to the doctors that we see and mm -hmm. they can't relate to us. So mm -hmm. they're just so quick to just throw our kids to the side and, mm -hmm. and label them as something that it might not be. I can feel that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that with that, as parents, we have to be, able to do the research yep. right mm -hmm. we have to prioritize mental health we prioritize everything else mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but in order to if, if if my child is suffering from something asking those questions having the dialogue asking the doctor do you know how to treat african-american children right do you know mm -hmm. about certain medications if so what are the medications that have less side effects right, mm -hmm. right? so when we talk about barriers that's another thing right medication you automatically think oh they're gonna give me medication right so i don't want to be on that so i rather suffer in right. silence right so i normalize that you know so i think that's a big thing as well i also think that uh, uh a lot of people don't see mental illness as an illness itself mm -hmm. we don't we don't look at it as the same thing as like maybe having this is probably extreme but like maybe having cancer or something we, we don't look at mm -hmm. it as an actual mm -hmm. disease because right. i know for me i've definitely suffered from it uh off the strength of my hormones being imbalanced due to birth control that I was taking. And I can remember being in the car every day crying for like every day, three months straight, anything that was out of my control, I couldn't handle it. Mm. I couldn't do anything. And I remember literally having an argument with my mom and telling her like, you don't know how I feel. Da, da, da. And she's like, well, you're not telling me how I feel. And I, at that point, I don't know how to express how I'm feeling because, you know, growing up, I'm thinking that this is, you're crazy if you got anxiety you crazy why mm. would you you know exactly but everybody has a stand of it i mean mm -hmm. from what i like i said just been working in the field for so long and even before i became a full you know of doing what i'm doing now just everybody had their days and their moments you know what i mean and mm -hmm. everybody True. has their hint of crazy as i like to call it Thanks. but i mean it's, it's crazy like to touch back on what you were saying i don't really like i'm different i listen to people but i i take Bullshit for what it is and real shit for what it is. Right. And there's a fine line in between. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'd be listening to Umar sometime. Mm -hmm. And he made a point that was like very valid to me though. And he was like, you know, it's crazy because the way our world is like structured, right? Like the prison the prison system is overcrowded. But half of the people in the prison system 
have a lot of mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like yeah. they were they were yeah. selling drugs. They were doing stuff to get where they had to go to take care of their family. But I could sell a drug that would give me 20 years in prison. But my son can have a mental illness and I can take him to a doctor and get the same kind of drug to code him that's on the mm-hmm. same level that I got in trouble for selling a drug to to get in prison. Yeah, some of the you drugs know what I mean? be equal and to it's, the drug. It's like, crazy. It's just missing you know like saying? a component from it, but mm-hmm. it's equal. Yeah, like So it seems like it's yeah. a revolving circle for us. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I say us because, yeah, there's whites in prison. I was just about to I, hit you mm-hmm. with that angle, too. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> but it's crazy because the population yeah. of us is like crazy there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's just, I mean, and it's a lot of people that act out because they've never got their mental illness treated. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk to somebody. So do y'all believe that it's a race factor in, in the mental illness right now, especially in the in the black community? Mm. Do y'all believe that it's a stigma? I mean I do. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I do. My my family was telling me when I was going through my issues, you need like she said, pray on it. Just pray on it. Don't take no medicine. Just pray on it. And I couldn't even get through I remember being working the front desk reception, having a whole panic attack and I'm crying, but I'm trying to tell myself this is not a panic attack. I'm just having a bad day or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm trying to Talking get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And it's crazy, like, and to touch on that again, it's mm-hmm. like, like you asked, just think of a scenario, right? If we're sitting in any food place eating, predominantly white, predominantly black or whatever, mm-hmm. you can have a white kid that walk in and have the Forrest Gump leg things yep. and they'll be like, Oh, little Johnny, he's all oh, he's cute and he's all right. You have a black kid walk in and he's slobbering at the mouth because his teeth are a little bigger and he might be this and they'd be mm-hmm. like, mm, what's wrong with him? Get like it's a whole different, you know what I mean? Like it's a whole different it's perceived totally yeah. different. You know what I mean? Like, or you can have a white kid that might have some anger issues, but he has some mental and they'd be like, What's wrong with him? Get him some help. But if a black kid come in and do it, man, y'all better call somebody and come get him before we call, you know what I mean? It's, right. like, it's that's, totally that's different. True. It's, it's that's totally different. It's, it's, like it, it's, it's like that, man. It's, it's sad, but it's, it's totally like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say I definitely believe that race is, is a big form of trauma, right? We experience mm-hmm. racism every day, and so that can be a form of trauma. So mm-hmm. in my experience with clients, especially African-Americans, that is that's more prevalent right just being black in america that's traumatic right, right. on top of being stopped by police being judged mm-hmm. being followed in the store right so i mean a lot of that um affects someone right and i always think of mental health but i think of mental wellness because it's about the whole person right mm-hmm. it's about emotional it's about mental it's about psychological taking care of yourself right and so to your point of you know, if I'm raised in an environment where I'm not able to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's considered weak, right? And as African-Americans, we have been survivors. And so that is constantly driven in in the way yep. parents mm-hmm. raise us. And, yeah, you know, especially young African women, you better go to college, you yeah. better be the yeah. best. Mm-hmm. And so it's and no time. short of that, right. it's like, did I really... You know, you feel a way. You feel like you didn't live up. You're not pushing the mark for your parents. You right. feel like we we carrying a lot of stuff on our own backs, yeah. right? Um, because we all, like you said, everybody, we just trying to be better, and it's this mentality um, which can be hindering sometimes because mm-hmm. if you just can't handle it, you just can't handle it. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I didn't hear about anxiety until college, until I was taking a medicine society mm-hmm. uh, course. 
And the girl was talking about how she had anxiety. And I was like, girl, oh, I'm glad I ain't got that. And then I found oh, out man. that you didn't get you. Mm-hmm. Like the age range for most diagnoses uh, with anxiety, I think it's from like, what, 20 to like, like uh, maybe like 20 25. to 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I didn't realize that. And I was like, girl, I'm so, ooh, I'm so glad I ain't got that. Oh, I ain't got that white person disease. I ain't got that white person disease. I'm good. But no. Hold but you suppress on. it. And no. a lot of people suppress their, I mean- Cause I say some people know, you know what I mean? Once you get to a certain age, you kind of know like, man, there's something right with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know it, but you suppress it. But the more and more you suppress it, then you either blow up on somebody that you shouldn't, you hurt somebody that you shouldn't, or you end up doing something like detrimental that you can't bring back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's why it's good to know and be aware early, man. I mean, when you feel something that's something not right, man, check it out. Even if you, like you say, you don't want to do the doctor. Read up on it. You know what I'm saying? Research it. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't take anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just don't sit back and be like, uh, ain't nothing wrong. I'm going to just keep mm-hmm. crying in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just keep going off on my dude. I'm going to keep going off on my girl, whatever it may be. I'm going to stay away from family. You know, because there's a lot of people that do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. They'll shut themselves out. They'll go in and cut off all the lights. Mm-hmm. They won't come out the house. They don't mm-hmm. want to eat. They don't want to talk. And then two weeks later, they fine. You know what I mean? But yeah. You have to, man. You have to check on yourself first. You gotta and, love you before you love anybody. And I'm gonna chime in on that too, on what you just said as well. I think a lot of it has to do with fear nowadays, the fear of the unknown or the mm-hmm. fear of what we already do know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be afraid to better yourself. Um, I don't understand that analogy. Um, a lot of old people used to say it back in the day, talking about you don't want to go into a closet because you might not like what you find. No, I want to find out. <laughs> I want to <laughs> find out so I can get the help but that the I need. The question is, what do you do once you find out? Yeah, you you, right. you get the help yeah, that you, you need. Yeah, what right. I'm, I'm just I'm yeah. asking that not just for you. I'm saying uh-huh. that for everybody because a lot of people do want to know. Right. That's mm-hmm. not just even with mental health. That's mm-hmm. anything. They want to know and they research and they research and they find. But now, what do you do once you find out? You know, what I mean, what mm-hmm. steps do you take once you find out? That's the that's right. the biggest thing. Yeah, Some people find out and still be like, "Ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't believe that shit." You know, right. right. another issue of a self medication too. That's. Oh, yeah. 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 I know, I know a couple of couple of y'all might hate right me, now. but y'all but y'all sitting up there smoking that weed, weed every day. <laughs> and and, and I'm and I'm asking you why you smoking weed every day and you you telling me because you I like it. that's what I you like do. It. It ain't but in reality, to do. When you're not smoking weed, it's cause you you and your you in tune with your real self and you just can't help it. That's I mean it goes for everything. Everybody overindulges in different things. I can remember I was Having a rough time at work. What I do? Come home, get drunk every night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that don't make no sense. Because yeah. you still right. got to go back to that same job. Yeah. Day. And yeah. I would challenge yourself to maybe wing off of it. Like if you go mm-hmm. like cut it off for about a month, you'll tell the difference of like, am mm-hmm. I really smoking the weed or drinking because it's something I don't want to deal with? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes right. when you wing off of it, it'll show you like, oh, I do naturally gravitate toward Like right now I feel stressed. I want to go get a drink. But if you cut yourself off of it, it makes you deal with maybe what you was running to the drink for, but you didn't notice mm-hmm. it because, na- you know what I'm saying? You don't have nothing to compare it to versus yep. when you wing right. off, you have something to compare. you like, dang, I went up. I feel like you feel better. I know if I stop drinking or anything like that, I actually feel better. Um, it's harder at first, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like it makes you deal with the everyday problems and not just a scapegoat. Hmm. Um, it's just like a scapegoat to your problems it's easy it's easy to access to pick up so i would tell your friends that smoke weed every day just stop for a little bit and see the difference that they feel um and see is it are they fighting something or are they you know i doubt 
I mean, you can like weed, but you should be able to do it not every every day. (laughs) I would say that to that point, I think it comes to acceptance, right? I always Mm -hmm. tell my clients, you can't heal what you don't acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So if I never, if I never accept that I have a problem, Problem. right? Because Mm -hmm. I just smoke a couple of times a day when you know you smoke daily, yeah, right? And so self-medicating is so easy because it's socially acceptable, yeah, right? Like everybody's smoking, it's Mm -hmm. legalized in most states, Mm -hmm. alcohol is on every corner, right? So it's easy for us to use that as a scapegoat, right? And kind of just go along with it. But what happens is it's, it, it impacts right if you have mental health it only heightens those symptoms mm-hmm. right so you're only making it worse mm-hmm. right so if i'm you know borderline schizoaffective and i'm popping pcp or taking pcp smoking pcp then that's only a hallucinogenic so it only intensifies my hallucinations yeah. right mm-hmm. so it only kind of strengthens those symptoms mm-hmm. so i'm constantly it's almost like you're essentially killing yourself Wow. Every day, right? Because I'm oh, constantly like dealing with these. Gotta think deeper, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's because wow. it, like again, I we're talking, you know, like and with everybody else, it's like some of the stuff that you see. And I mean, I don't talk about that a lot on here because that is, you know, more of a professional side of the job. But just a lot of stuff that you see, like when you're out seeing individual clients, or like that's why I even said with parents, mm-hmm. like when you see some of their reactions of how they act with their kid, or even like you walk in a house and. Mama might be drunk, the kid might be high, mm-hmm. and like you're sitting there, like this kid don't have a chance. You know what I mean? Don't like, have no they chance. don't have a chance because nobody's yeah. telling them like, hey, you can go talk to somebody like Alarm. Yeah, you can go talk to somebody like a whoever. You know what I mean? And get that off your chest before mm-hmm. you pick up this bottle, you pick up this blunt, or you pick up this pill. Yeah, you know what I mean, there's a lot of different ways, and there's a lot of different outs with it. But you know, a lot of people don't have those outlets. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's you know, what we here for. We start yeah. go talk to people. Uh, that's yeah. what we here for, for <laughs> real. We're trying to start that outlet and make sure y'all pay attention to this episode. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. We're going to be talking about how can mental health affect your relationships right after the commercial break. We'll be back in five. back talk back to me podcast powered by the core 94 topic of the day again like i've been saying is mind over matter this is a mental health segment now i got a question we're coming out strong with this one how can mental health affect your relationship i'm gonna start off with ticket on this i'll be, one. I'll be having to catch mm-hmm. it first because you know paul be serious <laughs> you know what i'm saying with the fingers in it no, i'm just joking man but now nah, back to my serious face because we're on talk back to me um Shit, it can majorly affect the relationship. Um, like I always say, man, people have to find how to love themselves first so they can love somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with somebody that don't really know what's going on with them or they know what's going on with them but won't get that corrected or mm-hmm. even get that um, assisted or, and I mean, find some type of help, then they're giving you all the hell in the world and you start questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. You start looking into yourself like, damn, did I do something? Like, even if you're a strong individual, I'm a Virgo. So I'm very, like, my mind is very strong. Yeah. I'm very strategic of how I do things. But, like, you can sometimes find yourself questioning yourself like, damn, like, did I say it wrong? Did I come at it wrong? 
did I do this wrong? When in all actuality, that person is so good at hiding what's wrong with them mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're exposing shit that's not even supposed to be exposed from you. Ooh, come on, you know man. what I mean? Because you're looking at it like, damn, I'm I'm tripping. Maybe I need to go check because they're telling you all the shit about themselves about you when it's really not about you. It's about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So definitely, it can it can it can tarnish a relationship because the same mm-hmm. person that you used to look at every day like. I would lay down over a railroad track for that person and die. Hmm. Now you look at them like I wouldn't even piss on you if you're on fire. Boy, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a it? difference when you speak into it, man, and you really look into it. That's why I tell you, I don't think you want to go into that topic. We going in. <laughs> this is I mean, you have back. to look at it. <laughs> you have to look back. at it from a different like like it's man, it's it's crazy, man. Cause and it's it's just not women, it's men too. Yeah, it's men. Yeah. Cause some men are so toxic and they don't only know one way of love and it's mm. verbal mm-hmm. abuse or physical abuse, mm. and they can fuck a lady up so bad. So bad. To where she'll miss her blessing on the next dude because she still messed up from the past, dude. Come on, you know what I mean? Or vice versa. So that's that's I mean, that's my take, but I'm gonna let y'all Ooh, go ahead. Oh, damn. 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 <laughs> Did you take your thoughts early? What's your take on it? I mean, I think going off of him, if you feel like you're with someone that might have mental issues, first you want to see if they at least acknowledge it, you mm. know, or make them aware of something. Um, I think don't, I wouldn't say be with someone that's not even willing to acknowledge it or at least go get something tested. If they just in denial, 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 then I think you should love yourself more and get out of that situation and push them towards correcting themselves. So um, I don't think you should put yourself as a detriment of being with someone with mental, because I think it really can affect, like, I think you can start questioning yourself and then you changing mm-hmm. your behavior when it might not have needed to be changed. It's just, mm-hmm. You might be with someone that is not right right now, and they need to be open to getting the help. That's pretty much what it comes down to. I'm yeah. dropping some real deal, holy field gems right now. Ash, go ahead. Nah, look, I've been on the other end of it all, where I was the person causing the issues mm-hmm. because of the mental health, and uh, I wasn't, of course, um, expressing that to them. Mm-hmm. So whenever we would, he'd want to go out, out on dates and let's go this place to that place. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to go. Because I, I had like a three month period when I was dealing with all of this. And mm-hmm. I was telling him like, no, I'm not trying to go. I don't want to do that or whatever. And then once I got out of it and I was comfortable with myself and I was like, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can go places now. Now he's kind of over me. And he like, the whole time you weren't trying to go nowhere or whatever. And then we this like... um we had a bunch of discrepancies between our relationship over the fact that in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to go nowhere. And then towards the end, I'm like, yeah, I want to go somewhere. And then he got used to us being in the house. And now oh, it's like, yeah. I've it's created this. Yeah. I've created this pattern of what mm-hmm. we do, how we hanging out and screwed myself in the end the whole time. I was just going through stuff and we eventually talked about it and he didn't really realize that I was having issues and all of that. But that's they deep can, right there. Yeah. Damn, mm-hmm. That's deep right there. Lauren, yeah. what about you? Um, I would say that there needs to be dialogue about it, right? Mm-hmm. So before I even should consider getting in a relationship, I need to focus on self-love, right? Because if I don't love self or take care of self, how can mm-hmm. I be of access to anyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there is a disconnect, then it does create dysfunction in a relationship, right? And it can it it can impact your relationship because some people don't know how to help you. And then Ooh, you may not know how man. to help yourself. Yeah. Right. So it could be a challenge. And so you eventually start to isolate. You pull yourself back from right. someone who maybe is a factor, a positive factor in your life, but you can't see it because your mental health 
issues are kind of controlling you instead of you're controlling it. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, that made me think in therapy. That's something my therapist has told me. Like, I have a hard time communicating. And she's like, well, how can someone help you if they don't know how to help you? You have to tell somebody what's going on with you and how. And so she always relates it to a mother and a child. Like Mm -hmm. if your child starts acting out, the mom is going to say, baby, tell me what's wrong. What? Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. You got to tell me what's wrong with you so then I can know how to help you. So I I definitely agree with that. And it it seems so simple, but when Mm -hmm. you in your mind and you really think about it, you do got to, you do have to have a conversation with your partner and say, this is what's going on with me. And this is how I think I need you to help me when you see me doing this. Um, And I think that, helps a lot for both people to to recognize what's going on. Right. And I think it's that mm-hmm. fear, right? Fear of judgment, fear mm-hmm. of not being mm-hmm. understood by your partner. Mm. You know, it's it's funny how how we can be comfortable, you know, having sex with our partner, mm. going on trips yeah. and everything else, but we can't talk about yeah. mental health or have you been tested for sexually mm-hmm. transmitted Ooh, diseases? That's so I mean, no, I mean, that's <laughs> We just have to change that We have to change our narrative And I think, you know, in, in this topic of mental health Creating the narrative, right? Having the dialogue Which is why I love this platform um, in today's episode Because we need to talk about it mm-hmm. And communicate And know that, you know, everybody may not be receptive to it But to, to start talking about it Because I, I guarantee you people will start talking about it as right. well right yeah mm. i do have a, a question though because i i'm a firm this may sound real wrong and real bad people no, like you know but i'm gonna say it i i don't i don't feel like just because you're going through some issues and you're going through your depression that i have to be the one that's that's there like i don't if we already have issues within our relationship i don't feel like i have to be the one that sticks there because mm-hmm. you you going through what you're going through and that's just because mm. It starts with you. Right. You gotta you gotta correct yourself first. Yeah. So I don't feel like I have to be the one that's sitting there trying to make you happy, pull you out of this. Yes, I'll be your support system. I got you, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to rely on me. So if I'm if you going through it and we break up, don't mm-hmm. sit up here and tell people she broke yeah. up with me because I was depressed. Because I right. stay though, right? Because a lot of people like to feel that like where somebody needs me. That's yeah. complex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's security. Like that like yeah. a lot of people like to feel that, like, well, yeah. I'm helping when in all actuality you're afraid to leave too. Because you're mm-hmm. so used to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten so used to whatever it is. Places. And you're feeling like it's this or it's that. Or that person, they ah, ain't nothing wrong with them. They just had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe, like I said, maybe I did something wrong to piss them off. Or maybe they boss did something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they drunk something that had too much sugar and they acting out. You give so many excuses when in all actuality, like Lauren stated earlier, it's crazy because we can have sex. We can do the nastiest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. We can go on trips. Yeah. We can spend money together. Couple I can give goals. you money. You can give me money. Couple goals. All kind of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I could be around your people. You could be around mine. But the minute we can say, hey, man, like, I don't like the way you're talking to me. What the fuck you mean? What you, you talking to me? It goes to a whole different <laughs> yeah. realm. You know what I mean? And it's right. crazy because it's, it, my brother. It's, it's everybody, though. I mean, because, again, a lot of people, and I mean, I know y'all got to work on it just like I do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have to check themselves first. Like, mm-hmm. and what I'm learning. And what I have to figure out and realize is Everybody don't take stuff the way I do Everybody don't see stuff the way I do Everybody wasn't raised the way I was mm-hmm. So like when you look at stuff in like a different realm Of like 
every like I just started to realize in life like everybody's different. Like I told y'all the other week, yeah. like, how we was as a rap group. I used to get so mad at Star. Like how, yeah. I'm in these streets every day hustling, knowing all these people, getting to know people, and I had to realize that just wasn't who he was. You mm. know what I mean? Like, and he had. Once I got even deeper into it, he was like, nah, like I have a social fear. Like it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't fuck with people like that. You do that. I don't. So that's the same within your relationship. You got to start learning your people, learning your partner. Like mm -hmm. I say partner because, you know, there's. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you got you know, to. Yeah. Tomato to mom. So you know where that goes. <laughs> but you got to learn everybody that's around you, man, because I might like to joke and play and splash some water in your face. Mm -hmm. She might think that's the dumbest shit in the world you know what <laughs> i mean but it's just different things that you have to learn about people man and figure it out and once you figure those things out those triggers but like you say don't be afraid either to tell that person like i'm here for you, you can't be. But i don't have to be here and for I you you know what i'm saying right. like i'm here for you to, to assist in any way i can but it's not for you to tear me down you know right. what i mean like we have to we have to build each other up rather than tear each other down yeah, yeah. and i think everybody has their right to choose if you if Thanks. some people are strong enough they want to be there for you and they have a good heart about it and i think you have a right to say no i I, this is not the capacity I want to be in your life. Like right. I need someone a little bit more put together, however mm -hmm. you want to frame it. But I think everybody has that right. But I did have a question, Dr. Hall, because you said you have to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. And so my question is, what would you say are some maybe five things or what does self-love look like? Because mm -hmm. um, someone, I think you, everybody says that, but some people might question what is self-love? What does that really look like? And can you put that in like tangible, something tangible someone can measure and say, oh, I've I might love myself or I didn't. Oh, I thought I loved myself. But what she's saying is making me question that a little bit. Right. Um, so self-love can look different to everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would say self-love can be recognizing your strengths. Mm -hmm. Right. Recognizing your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Right. Being able to really be authentic. Right. What does mm -hmm. that mean to be authentic? What do I like to do? What are my passions? Wow, yeah. What's my character? Right. What are my qualities? So it's almost like peeling back who you are. Right. To really identify those strengths that you have. So self-love can be, um, well, my love language is quality time. So mm. in order for me to feel love and, and receive love, I need to spend time with people or I like my, my own me time. Right. Self-love can be allowing myself to keep my mental health in check. Right. Surround myself with positive people, mm -hmm. right? Um, make goals for myself, do a vision board, right? All of the things that is going to build me up, right? Mm -hmm. You're creating a positive space for yourself. So self-love in that umbrella is about strengthening who you are, being authentic, living in your truth. And then what is that, right? Really kind of like. defining, mm -hmm. well, what's my identity? Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, I, I like Thank that. Because a lot of people... You know, they get on the internet, it's like self love because I got a face mask on. Yeah. But like in the back, when I, when I put the camera down, I'm really sad and I'm sitting here crying because I put a face mask on, it, it ain't gonna make me feel no better. Yeah. yeah. Oh mm -hmm. man, that is crazy. Yeah. That is real crazy. I'm gonna give a um, quick testimony on my uh, past life. I was um, dating a girl for a couple of years. My bros know who she is. I'm not going <laughs> to disclose her name, but um, one of the things that I learned in that relationship, and like you were saying, is how can you love someone if you can't even love yourself? She had low self-esteem. It had nothing to do with what I did or what any man has done. She just did not feel good in her own skin. And to that point, like you were saying, why should I have to be the punching bag for mm -hmm. your illness or whatever mm -hmm. you have going on with you? I can be here, but I'm not going to be a punching bag. That ain't mm -hmm. happening. 
So just to counteract on what we was talking about on the last episode, stay and walk away. You most definitely need to find out when you need to stay and walk away when dealing with that, because your self-worth is way more important than anybody else's. Because how can you love you? How can you love yourself and still trying to love somebody that don't know how to love yourself? So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. I'm going to take it over the ticket. So what? What's your background of, like you were saying, with counseling and stuff of that nature? What advice would you give to a black man on mm. seeking therapy, seeking help? Don't be afraid to. Hmm. I mean, it's just simple. Like, just don't be afraid to. Um, and like I stated earlier, be aware, man. You want to hmm. be aware because it's hard enough for us out here as it is. Yeah. Um, just in everyday America, everyday life. But you have to be aware. You have to seek some type of guidance because we don't know everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We don't like, we tend to act like we do because we're very <laughs> strong. And I mean, I, I can't lie about that. We were taught to be strong. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you fall, you better not cry. Get up. You know what I'm saying? Wipe it off. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, we have to we have to seek guidance, man. Like, in almost everything that you do, whether that's life, whether that's finances, whether it's health, mental health, um, anything that you do. Because I guarantee when you jump into it, you don't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just seek guidance and don't be afraid don't be afraid to take in what you what you hear. You know what I mean? Not because you have to listen first, but you have to hear it. You have to take it in, like I said last mm-hmm. week as well. Don't be afraid to take in what you hear. If you take it in, when you take in what you hear, and again, I'm still working on that. If you take in what you hear, actually apply it and use it. All right. And I'm going to ask y'all the same question, but directed to our queens. As far as what I was acting ticket, how can you get someone to realize that as a queen, Getting that therapy is important. I think um, even if you think you don't have mental issues, I just think in general you should go seek therapy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you can always be a better person than who you are. Nobody is perfect. So we should all be I I believe personally that you should always be striving to be a better person. Her better version of yourself mm-hmm. every day yep. mm-hmm. so if you are in this self-love path which i think every woman should be mm-hmm. um and you are seeing your strengths and you seeing the weaknesses hone in on those weaknesses and say do i mean i'm pretty sure you need help with making those strengths um you want to flip them over to you might not just pick one or two things that you like you know what i think that because most of the time our weaknesses won't just help us they'll help our relationships around Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. they'll help our life around us um they'll make your life wholeheartedly just better Mm -hmm. so i think that just even if you're not on the mental path and just go talk to someone you never know what can come out of that they might can point out stuff that you didn't even see because hmm. yep. they are an outside perspective looking in which can be great sometimes because you can have a lot of yes men around you or you can Facts. have really nobody around you and you just in your head mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. person can really just look at you from a whole scope and say i don't even know you but these are the things that Bring i'm picking out. up on and yep. you can say wow nobody's ever told me that let's dig a little deeper into that so you might discover something that you didn't even know so i don't even think it matters what age you are creed race doesn't matter i think you should just go at least attempt to find a therapist and have someone to connect to outside of your normal circle Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Nene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, right, I feel like you? normalization of it. You got to normalize being able to get that help um, and be and being comfortable with telling your friends like, hey, mm-hmm. like she said, you got you, you got to tell people because they, they might not see it like, hey, mm-hmm. I, see, I notice you. You never alone, but you're always dealing with like these guys that are empty inside or something like it, let's dig deeper. Like what's going on with that? What's what's going on with this? You got to. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with, with, with telling other people like, hey, 
I think you should go seek help for this, or I think you should go see. I do it. People yeah. get mad. I had I didn't have friends get mad. Hey, so it is what it is. Because I'm, yeah, I'm trying to help yeah. you out. If I notice mm-hmm. that you down and out, and you're like I said before, like your your answer to everything is either smoking or drinking. Like I'm gonna let you know. Like hey, you might want to slow it down yeah. some. You might want to, you know. Go seek the help. Me and my uh, friend was actually recently talking and she was saying how she felt like she might have bipolar disorder because mm-hmm. she was speaking to a nurse and she was telling her story about how she didn't find out. So she was 25, but she was going on these different episodes where she'd have these highs where she was turning up all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she'd isolate herself yep. mm-hmm. and she started picking Ooh, up on that was a behavior that she had. And it's but being able to be comfortable to have that conversation with someone you really don't know. It helps others. It's a yeah. testimony to be able to give your testimony, but you don't have people, like you said, it's shame. So we have to pull each other out of that, like and uplift uplift everybody. That's right, right yeah. there. I got a question for Dr. Lauren. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so what is there? I mean, there's a fine line, right? Like, I mean, with being in the field, like, you know, there's a fine line between mood disorders, mm-hmm. bipolarism, um, like what would you say will like show the difference and like, okay, this is more mood. This is more bipolar. Um, well, because it is on that borderline, right. Um, a lot of things can come into effect with that, right. Cause it's a chemical imbalance, right. So I think it's, it comes down to factors such as your environment, right. Genetics, right. Um, high levels of stress, trauma, right. It can really depend. Whereas mood disorders it's elevation and mood, whereas bipolar is more of a chemical imbalance and you, gotcha. and you mm. may need medication to, um, to help, cope with it a little bit better um so that's what that's my take on that and i think mental health um it doesn't discriminate right Mm -hmm. i mean no matter who you are you experience that and to be able to know that you are human and that you have emotions like even with men right knowing that yes you know society has uh, labeled men as a provider, as um, the strong person in the family, right? So you don't have time to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? But to have an outlet to seek therapy. Um, and I'm happy now to be able to see my sisters and my brothers in my office, right? Because therapy is not a white man's disease, right? Mm-hmm. It, it affects everybody. I have a therapist, right? Therapists need a therapist because we need that outlet. We need that space. Yes, we need to be able to not feel judged and just feel validated. Like if I can just express how I feel and without bias, without judgment, that feels great. And so to have that platform to have a space to be able to talk about my issues, talk about being black in America, talk about being a single mom or, Mm -hmm. you know, being a part of LGBT community, whatever, having that opportunity and creating that space for yourself is definitely needed. And we all are human, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the Kobe Bryant situation, we all were Harping. grieving, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, I didn't know him, right? But I was grieving. I felt it, right? Yeah. I had a sense yeah. of empathy. Mm-hmm. I had a sense of empathy. And that's normal, right? It's normal to feel um, someone's loss, right? That's a part of just acknowledging your emotion. Um, and so... Like I said, just being able to not be afraid to step out um, and seek validation, seek help. That's beautiful okay. right there. That is absolutely beautiful. Well, y'all heard it here first, man. This is yeah. this was most definitely an eye-opening episode is what I like to call it. 
make sure y'all check us out this wednesday and every wednesday we'll be right back with dr trey andrews she'll be our guest star for the week this is talk back to me podcast Right, and we're back. Talk back to me. Podcast powered by the Core ninety four. We got up next guest star in the building, Doctor Trey Andrews. Go mm-hmm. ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm Doctor Trey. Um, I'm a chiropractor, um, but I also specialize in spinal correction. Uh, so it's less than five percent of us in the nation that do what I do, and that's being wow. able to correct the spine without drugs and surgery. Man, oh, that's what wow. I'm talking about. I need to see, I need to see you. Yeah, I need a card. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I most definitely want to start off the question by asking you: How long have you been in business for yourself, and how long have you been doing everything? So I've been in private practice for five years, uh, but I've been practicing for eight years. Oh wow! Okay. okay. Wow. All right. And. Nene, what questions do you have? Yeah, for I do, because I was seeing your Instagram, mm-hmm. and you, you look like you have a fun life, even though you, you fix the spines <laughs> and all that. But I was reading your story. Your son graduated high school. Um, you had him at 19. You got your license by 30. You started your business by 33, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what Pulse. made you, I know, like, I mean, yeah. having a child and managing that and getting your degree, and then what made you go into chiropractic? Like you say, it's less than 5% of you got, and you're right. Like, when I think of chiropractor, I do not think of a black woman, but you did. It. So, like, what made you just kind of zone in and get that done? Well, um, I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But what happened was is um, I was uh, finishing up my undergrad degree in uh, biology pre-med. And my little sister was 15. She got sick. Well, she wasn't sick, actually. She was almost 16, and she hadn't started her period yet. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple of days before Christmas. Um my dad and his wife, they took her to her, her, her doctor to figure out why. Uh, they didn't figure out why, but they found uh, a tumor the size of a softball in her liver. Uh, it was stage four cancer, um, 20% chance of survival. Um, so they started, uh, so they did one round of chemo. That one round, uh, it caused her to become demented, like she was just out of it. And so, uh, come to find out that she had a lot of fluid on her brain from the, mm. the chemo. So they had to induce a, a, a tumor, I mean, induce a medical a coma mm. uh, to drain all the fluid off of her, her brain. But the medication that they gave her, it caused her to have seizures, grandma seizures. So she would have these seizures like every 15 minutes. And every time she had these seizures, uh, they would become more and more intense until the last one uh, ruptured her brain stem. And wow. it caused her to become brain dead. So like we're going to go visit my sister thinking she's in a, a, a coma when in fact she's on life support. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, New Year's Eve, we took her off of uh, life support. They buried her on my birthday. Uh, they did an autopsy. The autopsy revealed she had had the cancer since she was two months old. Wow. So it wasn't it wasn't the cancer that killed her. It was the chemo that killed her. So that made me change, you know, from wanting to be a medical doctor to 
actually wanting to figure out what causes things and how to rectify and how to fix things instead of just masking something and putting a Band-Aid over it. Mm -hmm. Because so many times, especially in the African-American community, um, we have high blood pressure, we have high cholesterol, we have diabetes. And what do we do? We just take medication for it. But I always ask my patients, like, if the medications are helping you, if it's working, then why are you still taking the pills mm. years mm -hmm. later, right? Yeah. But the minute you stop taking that pill, your blood pressure goes back up or lower, mm. whatever the case. So it's yeah. not helping you. So in my office, uh, what I do is not only chiropractic, but again, spinal correction. So remember, uh, your nervous system is housed by your spine. Right. So none of us can live without a nervous system. None of us can live without a spine. Mm -hmm. um, whereas we can live with one kidney, you know, we can get a heart transplant. We can get, you know, liver transplant, lung transplant, but you can't get a nervous system transplant. You can't get a spine transplant. Mm -hmm. So that's how important your spine is. And we take it for granted because mm -hmm. we all have spines. Right. So we're like, okay, well, well, unless I have a pain or an ache, I must be right. okay. When in fact, that's, that's incorrect because pain is the last thing to show up. And it's the last thing to go so you know we tend to judge our health on the way that we look and we feel and we can have something building and not know it until it's too late like my sister she looked healthy very petite beautiful she was a cheerleader she had no symptoms but she was living with cancer her whole life wow. so that's why I always urge people to get checked before mm -hmm. it's too late because now you're wondering like what could I ha what could I have done to prevent this from showing up in the first place that's mm -hmm. real God and so wow. now people are all like you know in a frenzy with this coronavirus and so this morning we were extremely busy in my office I worked 45 minutes this morning mm -hmm. and we were jam-packed because it's a virus so it's just like the flu it's a virus yeah just yeah. like a cold it's a virus mm. but if your nervous system if your immune system is strong enough you'll be, you'll you'll be, fine. be able to fight yeah. yeah so like I you know I, I'm not worried about the coronavirus I'm not worried about any virus uh whatsoever because I know that I'm healthy I know my immune system is strong enough to fight off uh anything that is out here and I see people walking around with these masks mm -hmm. um I, I did a video yesterday I, on that um because the particles are so tiny mm -hmm. I don't care what mask you put on your face I see grocery bags and stuff on people's faces <laughs> and it's just oh, weird made a whole video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere, baby. When I see these bags, yeah, oh and it's like, uh, no. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. Who knows? I probably had the coronavirus five times. I don't know. And don't even know. And you it's don't even coronavirus. know it because your immune system is amazing. Your body knows how to fight off all of these That's diseases. What it's built for, yeah. If you get yeah. a cut, if you scrape your leg, guess what? It's going to heal. heal. Yeah. So the body is amazing. God made us that way already. So I'm not going to stay inside. I'm mm -hmm. not going to close my clinic. Yes. I'm not going to advise people to do that because if your immune system is strong enough, you'll be absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I'm so Take glad you said that. You I, I yeah. promise I've been People have been looking at me crazy, and I was like, man, y'all are so overreacting. It's just like, I'm not saying don't take it serious, but I just feel like people overreact everything. I think, I think people are followers, and if they say this, then everybody jumps on that, that bandwagon yeah, and absolutely. just rides with it, and it happens so much. But my question for you is, being a black woman, uh, I'm sure you're very strong. I can tell by the way you speak. What are some of the drawbacks that you've had with doing what you're doing? What are some of the, you know, I'm always coming from a different angle. You know what I mean? Like, what are some of the, like, I mean, because you are a woman. So, you know, men are very abrupt. They're very rude. Yes. It could be very difficult. Like, so what are some of the difficulties you've had? What are some of the drawbacks you've had? What are some of the disrespect that you've had? Everything. Yep. Um, <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. Um, because, first of all, you know, I am 
black. I'm a you know, and I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. So it's like a double, you double know, whammy. double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Um people don't take you serious, especially if you look a certain way. Um, they don't take you serious. Um, but the thing is, is, is when you know what you're talking about and you're knowledgeable and you're confident, um, that's all I worry about. Like I had a meeting. It's funny. You're asking that, uh, just the last week, um, to, to move my clinic into a, a different location and the location is very high end, very streamlined. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and I can tell that, this guy who I met with did not want me in there, but it does not matter because numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. So you can say, you know, you don't want me in here with your attitude or whatever. But, you know, I, what I always tell people is, is you can do whatever you want. Like I came from New Orleans. Uh, my mom was 23 with four kids. Okay. Uh, I had my son really young. Um, and it just made me push even harder because mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want to grow up you know, the way that, you know, I saw people in my neighborhood grow up. So I just pushed hard. I, I persevered. But you just have to kind of like ignore, you know, all of the the the, the negativity, the push, because you're going to get that. Um, however, you know, you just have to know that, you know what, there's only one you. You know, so I don't really care, you know, it doesn't bother me, but I get it all the time. But then once I start speaking and once they, you know, they they feel my my uh, personality and my confidence and they know what I'm talking about, um, they can't do anything but respect me. So you have to, you know, demand that respect. I was going to yeah. ask you that next where you're from. I can hear you asking. We got two New Orleans okay. ladies in the house. Them <laughs> damn ain't fans. Um, I'm joking. Oh, God. Uh oh. <laughs> but no, man, um, I, I ask that all the time. I just mean because, like, the world that we live in, it's already hard enough for us as a race. Yeah. Black mm -hmm. males, black women. And then, like I say, you're a beautiful woman. So I can tell, like, I know how men think. I know how other people think. It's like when you're around so much of that and you see people like, oh, they look at you for your beauty or whatever else. She's not really a doctor. They're going to come at it in a different way. Of course. Way. Yeah. And that's why I asked that. Because people come at you in a totally different different and disrespectful way. And that's why I asked yeah. I know it had to. I know people are different, man. And I mean. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. And that's why I do a lot of community service. Like mm -hmm. I give back a lot in mm -hmm. the community. Um, I just spoke with uh, a group of uh, girls for this nonprofit that I've now I'm um, on the curriculum, which is awesome. It's the, the uh, Butterfly Project for Minority Girls. Uh -huh. um, and then now it's another um, nonprofit um, that wants me to join with them. But I try to do whatever I can to let our community see that we can do whatever we put our, our minds and our hearts, too, because yep. regardless of what we do, who we are, they're still going to judge you anyway. So I don't mm -hmm. really care. Um, I never go to work with a white coat on. Um, I never go to work with uh, heels on. Mm -hmm. I wear sneakers every single day. Mm. Um, I wear a warm up suit every single day. No one calls me Dr. Andrews. They call me Dr. Trey just because um, I'm no different than anybody right. else. And I want it that way on purpose because, you know, um, whatever you set yourself, your heart to, your mind and your spirit to, you can do it. Like when I was in my class, uh, it was, I think, 30 of us in my class when I was in a, a professional school. And um, it was only two of us that were black mm -hmm. that graduated in that class and out of that class uh, I think it was only seven that graduated on time so it's a four year program and I did it in three years um, with, the, with the son so yeah. again that's major doing big things <laughs> That's That's say, but, but you listen, listen, we live every day, guys, but you die 
one time. So I make sure I maximize that time every single day. So I got a question. Yeah. So I also love research. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to possibly get into neurology uh, research. So I do have a question. Um, I saw that you're part of a few organizations as well. Um, do you ever think that you're going to take a step back from that being in field and going more so into research and more so into speaking more about it? Do you ever think you're going to take that step back? Because I, I know you love it. You've, you've expressed it the way you talk about it. You can see it. It's a passion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's a good question because that's something I do juggle with um, because I love what I do so much. I love the results that I get, you know, to hear a, a, a lady who was, you know, deemed, you know, sterile to be able to conceive. And now she's ovula- ovulating and now she's on she's pregnant with her second child. Wow. Um, but everything goes back to the nervous system. So when people hear chiropractic, they think, oh, it's a, a neck or a back issue mm-hmm. or a car accident issue. Um now, that's your general regular chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I specialize in spinal correction. So it's a very few of what I do um, as far as spinal correction. So I rarely see people in my office with neck and back issues. They're usually there because, you know, they have cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there because, you know, they're having vision vision problems or, um, you know, heart disease or diabetes. So it's, it's, it's surprising how people would think that, oh no, I don't have any neck or back issues. So, you know, I don't have to come to you, Mm. but to answer Mm. your question, um, sometimes I think about it and then sometimes not because my job is very physical. Um, however, I only really work 17 hours a week and I see about 350 patients a week. Um, so I don't That's work a, a lot, whole lot, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I do a lot of speaking and different things outside, mm-hmm. but I've just partnered, which is a really big deal with regenerative medicine, um, that's being able to restore, um, nerves, muscles, ligaments, tendons, but it's done in a very specific way. It's been around forever, but the way that we do it is very, very different on a whole different level. Um, I have my first actual, uh, seminar workshop this Wednesday night at my office at six and we're already filling up quite quickly. So it's hard because I'm still young. I'm not even 40 yet. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't know. I love to talk as you can see, <laughs> but so I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I think I want to retire, you know, by the time I'm 42, 43, Um, but then I love people, you know, I love, you know, you know, I love the results that I get. Um, and I don't heal anybody guys. I don't, uh, God, God heals you. You know, the power that made the body, uh, is what heals the body. It's not me. What I do is just remove whatever the interference is Mm -hmm. in your healing system to allow your body to heal on its own. But my patients will say, Oh, you healed me. You you cured me. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. I just removed it, but they'll argue me down. So okay, great. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful to hear you say that and speak on that, saying that you are not healing people. You're just giving them yeah, a platform to be able to heal. And that's what we like to hear. So make sure y'all come right back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of Dr. Trey on Talk Back to Me podcast.
right and we're back talk back to me podcast powered by the core 94 today episode yeah, most definitely has some tears dropping to some so make sure y'all check it out but first before we go we got final takes i'm gonna start off with nene what's your final take for today? well my final take i did a little research of course and i saw uh if you're looking for a provider for mental health some questions that you can possibly ask them these questions will help your help the provider get to know you um get to see what type of patient they're going to have and how they can tailor your treatment towards you so one of the questions is have you treated other african-americans another question is have you received training in cultural competence or in african-american mental health um, another question is how do you see our cultural backgrounds influencing our communication and my treatment? And the last question is, how do you plan to integrate my beliefs and practices in my treatment? So those are some questions that you can ask a provider um, just to get a range for how, you know, what kind of doctor they are. Are they going to be tailored to you? Are they really going to care about you and tailor your treatment? Um, and for that practitioner to kind of know you too to say okay this is the type of client i have this is what i'll be able to do to treat the you know to kind of tailor your treatment to you to make you feel comfortable so that's my final takes for people looking for a provider that is beautiful right mm -hmm. there make sure y'all take notes rewind pause whatever you got to do make sure you take that information down this is serious stuff right here we're talking mm -hmm. about we're talking mm -hmm. about your mind ash what's your final take final take please take mental illness as seriously as you do any other illness um you have a lot of people out there that that just write it off it's not just what i used to consider a white person's disease <laughs> it's more than that you 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 have to take care of yourself um and make sure you go see whoever it is that you need to see hmm. like no shame in it amen mm -hmm. to Absolutely. that that's what i like to hear and last but certainly not least Here we, go. we have tickets but now at the end of the day man uh, my ticket thoughts for the end of the day um who are you what are you and uh what do you want to become how do you plan on going about that and uh what's your you know water your health mentally and physically because that's the only way that it will grow and end all be all just love yourself because if you don't love you how in the hell can you love somebody else come on now, bro. and that's what i'm talking about you know he always dropping gems every wednesday make sure y'all check him out hashtag ticket thoughts only on talk back to me podcast now before we go i have my final take as usual Make sure you get the help that you need and make sure that it's the right help. Because if you don't get the right help, <laughs> you're going to be in the same situation that you was in five, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So get the help that you need. Take it serious. Before we go, I want you to bring yourself, Dr. Trey. Tell us where to find you on Instagram. Where's your office located? People want to know. Go ahead. On Instagram, it's Lake underscore wellness underscore center. <laughs> um, on Facebook, it's Lake Houston Wellness Center. I also have a YouTube channel. It's uh, Dr. Trey Andrews. I'm hesitating because I don't, I just get on there and, you know, <laughs> um, I just do it. Um, also, I'm located at uh, 18321 Westlake Houston Parkway, Suite 310, Humble, Texas, 77346. Um, our phone number is 281-812-0306. Someone is always there to answer any questions. So even if you want to call right now, tonight, there is always someone there. And if you want to email me personally, you can at Dr. Trey at lakehoustonwellness.com all right awesome. well y'all got that mm -hmm. information and it will be on that screen at the bottom so y'all can take notes as well make sure y'all check us out again every wednesday mind over matter new episode and special thanks to 
Linda Hall for coming in. She, Lauren Hall, my apologies for coming in. Therapist, she came in and dropped some real gems and got the help that you need. Controversial to, topics, inspirational I was, views. I was about to joke with Paul. I, was like, I don't know no Linda. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like wait. listen, Linda, listen, listen. Nah. Yeah, don't call the wrong. You no, know, we got to make it a joke some cut. kind of way in here, man. We still have today was a serious topic, but we got to. Yeah, joke. we had a serious topic today. I want everybody to take it real serious. Again, controversial topics, inspirational views, with the occasional T. We are mm-hmm. Talk Back to Me podcast.